The following podcast is a Dear Media production. This is Being Bumo, a podcast for the modern parent that wants to be the best version of themselves while being the best parents they can be for their kids. We'll be spotlighting parents and experts who are not only inspiring, but also willing to share with us how it really is. Because as we all know, parenting can be equally as rewarding as it is challenging. We're here to make your life easier, a little less stressful, and help you navigate through this complex thing called parenting. another episode of Being Bumo. Today we are going to dive into the topic of loneliness, identity, and finding a new friend group, aka your tribe once you become a parent. Something that I was definitely experiencing when I became a mom that I was not expecting. I was one of the very first people in my circle of friends to get pregnant and I remember just feeling so alone and not being able to relate to kind of the topics and things that my personal friends were all talking about. Also, not to mention, I was going through postpartum depression as well. Today's guest is someone that felt the same way as I did and that so many of us do, but decided to do something about it. She created an app for moms, a social networking app for moms. You guys have probably heard of it and it's called Peanut. Her app, Peanut, was born in 2017 and has a community of over 1.6 million women across the UK and US and Canada. It's something I wish I had when I first became a mom. I just had so many doubts and questions and this community is what I needed. Women get to chat with one another and create group conversations, ask questions, and share across topics from pregnancy, fertility, IVF, new moms, single moms, queer moms, love and sex, and just literally everything you can think about. And I also love that it's giving a voice to the marginalized communities as well. We talk about her experiences as a first-time mom and some stories that I could totally relate to and the experiences that she had which shaped her to start Peanut and also how to find your new tribe for this new chapter in your life. With that said, here's our conversation. Hi, Michelle. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. Yes, of course. I am so excited to be chatting with you today. Just totally geeking out for a second. I've been such a huge fan of what you built and your career. And I personally just have a lot of questions, a million questions that I would love to ask you. So thank you so much for taking the time. Not at all. Total honor to be here. And I'm very much a huge fan of yours too. So there you go. It's a mutual woman crush. Amazing. So just for starters, as an icebreaker, I would love to know what was the very first thing you did this morning? Oh, the very first thing. I'm really bad for it. I check my emails. Isn't that awful? You know, it's not. It's honest because so many of us are like... Before I even go to see my kids, I'm like, quickly just check what's come in. Then I can like manage the morning accordingly, you know? And how old are your kids, Michelle? Uh, Nula is going to be two this month. Can't believe it. And Finley is seven. So we actually have similar age groups then because I have a two-year-old and an almost seven-year-old as well. So love that. How has it been with kind of that age group? For me personally, I didn't experience any jealousy between the two until this year. Oh, that's interesting. So I think the age gap for us, I never really thought about it at the time. I just assumed it would be fine. 
Mm-hmm. I think that now what I feel is Finn is getting better with it. He At the start, he really just didn't actually acknowledge Nula. He was just not interested in her, didn't really acknowledge that she was just kind of there and that was annoying. Yeah. And now I feel like they're starting to get into their like flow. Nula, of course, is obsessed with him and thinks he is the most amazing like person in the house. And he picks and chooses when he's supportive of that obsession. It's funny because it's always the little ones that just think that their older sibling is like God. And then the other one just like does not gives any like attention to them, which makes it even worse for the little ones. Totally. It's it's somewhat heartbreaking when she's like, dindy, dindy, dindy. And he's like, oh, I can't, I can't, my heart, I feel so sorry for her. She's so like in love with him and he's just a bit like, you're a baby. Well, they're going to become best friends later on. That's all that matters. So, okay. We've all gone through so much this past year. And I think parents, especially working parents, have proven to be just kind of the superhero of the year, besides obviously the frontline workers and so many people that are just like making it possible for us to be safe. Um, But parents, man, like they've had to juggle so much this year. Um, First of all, I would love to know how you've been doing as an entrepreneur, as a businesswoman and as a mother, but also just in general, what you're seeing within kind of this community right now. Yeah, I think that this has been an incredibly challenging year because the demographic that I think this impacted most is ours. I do think it is women who are mothers. And the reason I think it's impacted ours the most is because they have become the most time poor demographic of any section of society. Because all of a sudden you have homeschool, you have people at home in the day when usually you might not. You are trying to do everything that you usually do. Plus, you've now become carer to your wider family on heat, even more than you ever were. You're thinking about has so-and-so had their vaccination? Is so-and-so like got shopping in and food? Do I need to do groceries for them? Are they ordering things? So all of those things have become like a, a, a huge pressure. And so the things that I think women were formerly reliant upon for release, seeing one another, hanging out, whatever it is, when that's removed, the time doesn't just become idle. It just gets consumed by every other job that you still have to do. And that's the way in which I see that we've become really time poor. So I think it's been incredibly challenging. For us and for me personally, I'm really fortunate. My husband is super involved and and hands-on, but we both work full-time. I run Peanut and it has been really hard to the point where by the evening, you know, the last thing you actually really want to do is have like a video, you know, when everyone was like, let's do like Zoom quizzes. And I'd be like, I've looked at my face on Zoom all day. I do not want to look at my face anymore today. And I actually have, I'm talked out. I don't want to talk. And so it's been really, really, I, I would say it's been so hard. And I am so lucky. There are women who use peanut who are single moms There are women who are trying to become moms and have had all that kind of lost opportunity. So adoptions postponed, IVF rounds cancelled. So I think hearing those stories has made me feel like one of the most privileged women in the world. And I do believe that. I really think that it's been so complex and so challenging. 
Yeah, and how timely a peanut, right? And obviously, this was not planned. This was not like you guys knew that COVID was going to happen and you built peanut. But I mean, it just so happened that this was, or last year and still continuing on for this year, was probably one of the most lonely times for parents, especially moms, especially new moms. And so when this all starts to happen, how were you feeling as a founder of Peanut? And before we go into that, actually, can you explain what Peanut is? I mean, I'm sure everyone knows about it, but let's talk about what Peanut is and how it's really kind of revolutionized and changed kind of how women interact with each other. So Peanut is a social network for women who are at various stages of motherhood. So whether you're trying to conceive, going through fertility, adoption, surrogacy, whether you're pregnant or a new mom, whether you are a mom with a two-year-old and a seven-year-old and beyond, it's here about connecting women across the conversations that they need to have. So whether that's topic-based, whether that's joining groups, think of Peanut as the most honest network you have. There's nothing that you can say that anyone will frown upon that will be taboo. Um, We've all been there. We all like kind of share in it. And we really pride ourselves on taking safety and trust really seriously. So this isn't a network which is about kind of showing your best life necessarily. It's not an external facing network. This is very much about kind of women within Peanut supporting one another. So that's Peanut. That's incredible. And I have to say, I was using Peanut the other day um, when we were doing the pod together. And I just felt like it was the opposite of what we've learned about social media, which is so refreshing because what we've learned about social media is you pretty much show your best self. You are showing all these lovely, inspiring photos, which is um, Instagram, which I have a love-hate relationship with, you know, partially because I built my career um, at a young age on YouTube and Instagram. So I love it. But also I'm at the point where I'm like, wow, I, I wish I could be a little bit more real and honest with what I show with my life. And so when I was on Pina and I was sharing kind of some stories and things that I went through, I definitely wouldn't have felt safe sharing that on Instagram because it's just kind of information that can be tossed around. Whereas for Pina, even though it is a social media platform, for some reason it felt okay to say these things. And I don't know if it's because of the community that you've created within Peanut or if that's just kind of the MO behind, you know, everyone's motivation to get onto Peanut. I mean, firstly, you're the sweetest and thank you so much. And doing the pod with you um, on Monday was like highlight of my week. It was so amazing that you would come on and speak to the women who use Peanut. It means so much to them. I literally spent an hour after that pod responding to messages from women on Peanut who were messaging me about our chat. So it's really, the way I would describe Peanut is it's real. There is a time and a place for the feeling that you get from Instagram, right? That presentation of your best life, that best moment, that exciting moment. I love that too. I'm not knocking it. Like there are some amazing things that have happened as a consequence of using platforms like Instagram. So I love that too. But Peanut is not that. This is about, if you want to talk about something that's happened, you're worried, you want to moan, you want to laugh. This is, it's very, very real. And the women who use Peanut are at oftentimes very vulnerable points in their life. And they're just looking for someone else to kind of say, do you know what? Totally normal, been there or whatever it might be. 
So to touch on the point that you made, like what was the consequence of COVID on Peanut? You know, some really crazy things happened. It was really, really exciting that we knew that we had a platform that was giving value at a time when women actually really didn't want to use Instagram at that point, right? They really didn't want to be showing or seeing other people's lives because everything felt so insular. It did feel quite lonely. It felt like you you just wanted to know, like, how are you getting through this? How are you managing? But we also learned stuff too, right? We learned that women actually didn't really want to have video chat. We built video chat because we thought that that's what would resonate because people couldn't meet in real life so they could see each other. And actually, the feedback was, you know what, I actually have a million things to do and I, I don't want to like look at myself. But if there were another way I could interact while I'm making dinner or, you know, breastfeeding, whatever it might be, then that would be great. And that's where we kind of came up with the audio feature, which is pods. So I really think that it is definitely in our DNA to make sure that women feel that they can be open and honest. But I also wonder whether part of that feeling of there's nothing to do you can say is what happens when you bring women together we don't have guys on there we don't and and it's an intentional move not because all men are bad but because I can't control some of the interactions that might happen and I can't make every woman feel safe but I can make every woman feel safer when it's just women This past year has been hard on all of us, and I'll be the first one to admit that it has affected my stress level to a whole nother level. I seem to be stressed out all the time, and it has affected me mentally, and also my energy has been quite low. I've honestly tried everything to improve my health issues, but it was when I stopped guessing about what's causing it and actually go to the root of the symptoms. You might ask, how did I do that, right? Because I honestly had no idea where to start, but I actually discovered an app called Base. It was through a friend and she was raving all about it. And so I gave it a try. And let me tell you, Base takes personalization and health to a whole nother level. I was absolutely so surprised. Base lets me measure my body's data like hormones and vitamin levels to discover what's actually stopping me from feeling my best finally. It allowed me to be really certain about what's causing my symptoms instead of trying to guess around it. And it actually personalized a plan with steps to improve them, which I absolutely love. It's like nothing I've ever seen before. And it really takes personalization and health to the next level. Okay, so now you're probably asking, how is that even possible? So let me explain to you. Base lets you choose from five key areas that affect your quality of life. So that's stress, energy, sex, diet, and sleep. For me, it was stress and energy. So you pick one or more areas to investigate, and then Base will actually send you an easy lab kit right to your home. You take the test, and then you ship it back to them and receive the results right on your phone through the Base app, which is pretty incredible. I mean, technology, right? Base doesn't just tell you what to test. They also help you with how to fix any of your hormone and vitamin levels that are out of a healthy range. You'll get recommendation for your nutrition, supplements, and lifestyle habits that are related to your results. You'll be able to track the progress of everything you're working on through the app so you can see if things you are doing are actually working or not working. Base is also doctor and nutritionist approved, and they use data from thousands of clinical trials to make their lifestyle recommendations. Their labs are safe and CLIA and CAP certified, and they protect your data with the highest security to ensure your privacy. 
A base membership starts at $59.95 a month. And right now you could get 20% off your first month of your membership with code BUMO. B-U-M-O. I promise you are going to be so pleasantly surprised with this app and you're going to be mind blown by how personalized and how accurate the results are. It was actually mind blowing to me. So you guys have to give this a try. If you're looking to improve your health immediately, you guys have to give BASE a try. It's like nothing like I've seen before. And it's just so incredible how personalized it could actually get for you. So make sure to try it. Use the code BUMO, B-U-M-O to get 20% off of your first month. All right, let's get to the show. Hi there, I'm Maureen McGoodwin, founder and CEO of Career Contessa, the largest online career resource built inclusively for women. I also have the privilege of hosting our new podcast, The Females. We're here to help with real talk career advice from CEOs, authors, creatives, and other experts to give you real strategies for building a successful career all on your own terms. Each episode of The Females is sure to not only inspire, but also to motivate you to take action and move your career forward. Be sure to tune in every Every Tuesday for new episodes and follow along on careercontessa.com. You came from the background of like these apps. I know that you were at Bumble before. And so what learnings did you take from these experiences and applied it to Peanut? Because I could see some things that work, but I could also see some things that wouldn't work on a all woman app like this. So what have you kind of learned and adopted? Yeah. So I used to be in dating and, and make dating products. And part of that was Bumble and part of that was Badoo. And obviously some of the fun that you see in Peanut is very inspired by that, right? Some of the best stuff that we did in the dating industry was actually inspired a lot by gaming. So whether that's swiping or whatever those kind of in- moments and interactions are where it feels a little bit more like a game, that was definitely kind of inspired from that. And actually, you know, just on a deeper level, some of the algorithms that we use in terms of how we're surfacing um, people for you to connect with, that's some of the stuff that, you know, I've done in the past. But there were some absolutely definitive things that we have taken a step away from that, that, as you say, they wouldn't work in dating. You know, where women are posting and sharing, we allow women to post incognito, for example. So we allow people to make a post anonymously. It doesn't mean that you can join Peanut anonymously because we want that security and we want to know that we have real women using Peanut. But it does mean that if you have something that you're maybe embarrassed about, shy about, you can post incognito. But we also have things like sensitive content filters. So maybe I want to post a baby scan and you know that that might be triggering to other women. You can filter that. You can put a filter over my post just as a warning to others to say, listen, this is a great post, but some women might find it triggering. So there is so much thought that has gone into all of those small elements that of course wouldn't work in a dating scenario or in other social networks, right? Because actually some of the doom scroll uh, kind of shock horror feel is, is what the algorithms are about. And it's the opposite for peanut. We don't want women to have that feeling. We want women to feel nourished when they use peanut. That's incredible. Would you say that it's kind of like dating for new friends, though? It's so funny. Do you know, we, we <laughs> had a tagline at the start where people called us Tinder for moms. And I was like, gosh, that sounds like definitely <laughs> I've just built. It is a little bit, you know, it is a bit like getting to know people. And it's hard to make friends as a grown woman. It's hard. It I, is. 
so difficult to break those boundaries and, you know, to not revert to being that shy girl at school or that awkward, like there's some of those feelings, they just come back and having an app where there's a reason for all of you to be there and you've got something that connects you all wherever you are and kind of whatever stage of life you are, whatever your kind of social profile, whatever it is, we have a commonality that kind of breaks the ice. And I think that's what makes it easier. But yeah, I mean, there's definitely an element of like dating for friends. Well, let's go there because I feel like this is something that I didn't know once I became a mom. Obviously, I've been a mom for six years, but I was one of the earlier friends within my group to have kids. And not that they weren't my friends anymore. They're still my friends. But as you know, like you just have different priorities at that point. So you see less of them. You can't go to like as many things anymore. And same thing for them. Like they don't want to always be around kids all the time, right? So how did you deal with that? And I don't know if that was like why you started Peanut was to be able to kind of create these new groups and encourage women to actually make new friends and friendship. But why is it so hard for new moms to make new friends? Yeah, you know, the number of posts that I see on Peanut around, I lost my friends when I became a mom, coupled with my own experience, actually, which is none of my girlfriends were having babies when I had Finn. They were actually still dating, right? So it it was such a weird kind of moment in time. I remember being out for a dinner, actually, and Finn was, I don't know, maybe like eight weeks old. So literally, you're in that crazy world where you're thinking about pumping and routine And you feel like totally weird. You're kind of excited to be at dinner, but also you feel a little bit like sleep deprived, crazy. And it's like an outer body experience. Totally. I feel like (laughs) I was watching the table. And one of my girlfriends was talking about this guy that she'd been like dating and like talking about like an intimate moment between them. And it made me like, have a physical like revulsion. I was like, and and it was a weirdest moment because I couldn't imagine like, at that point, anyone wanting to like have any kind of like physical intimacy because I was just so like in this new like mom zone that I I just thought, gosh, what's wrong with me? Like, is that normal? What's happened? Who am I? All of that kind of very deep stuff. And there are those moments where actually no one will understand that better than another woman who is also eight weeks postpartum who's going to be like oh my gosh I know so you know you just need that kind of grounding connection of I feel the same as you right now and having people who are going through the same thing as you really kind of normalizes so and that can go from that kind of extreme right through to no one will understand what going for a sixth round of IVF feels like like someone who's doing it and living it. No one will understand that sheer loss, disappointment, feeling of failure, feeling of kind of jealousy. Like no one will get that more than another woman who's been there. And so kind of having those like shared experiences is really important and can help build friendships. But it's totally normal to feel distant from your girlfriends or feel that you can't relate to them. It will come back, but it is it's totally normal. Oh my gosh. I, I wish you and I were friends when we were both going through our pregnancies because I felt the same way. I was like, do not touch me. Like, oh my God, that's disgusting. You just like put your arm on me. 
your hand on me. That's gross. <laughs> I'm like, why am I feeling this way? Am I crazy? What's going on with me? And I just, because none of my friends had kids at that point. So I just felt like I was a crazy person. So totally feel you on that. You feel like you're like losing like the plot a little bit. Like, oh my gosh, is this how I'm always going to feel forever? You can't imagine ever feeling different. I remember also like going into this, um, a clothes shop. Back in the day in London when we could actually go into shops. No, we can again now. But anyway, <laughs> I went into a clothes shop and I wanted to buy something nice after for myself. After Finn had been born, I wanted to feel like I wasn't in my maternity clothes. And I tried on, so stupid, I tried on a silk top, right? And it was a Stella McCartney silk, silk top. And I didn't think anything of it. And as it pushed past my boobs, obviously, they just milk started coming yeah. out all over this silk top oh, in goodness. a dressing room of a really nice shop. And I was like, I don't know how to deal with this. My husband's outside with the baby, like, how does it look? And I'm like, hmm. And I was fanning the top to try and make the milk dry oh. because I didn't know how to react to it. And the lady who was in the shop who was serving was young. And I was like, she's not going to understand. And the whole thing was so mortifying. Anyway, the point being, I really just wanted to like come home and talk to another woman who could be like, it's fine, it happens all the time or whatever. But you're so in a totally different zone. All I could think was, I can't wear Stella McCartney anymore. I mean, it's so stupid, like the weird like reaction to it. Anyway, it's we need each other is the point. And so at what point did you have the idea of peanut? Because that is like what all women go through. Was it after you became pregnant and then had your first and you're just like where is this yeah it was actually even further than that on I'd kind of been toying with the idea from when he was born because I just felt like it was winter as well and winter in London uh with a newborn is quite tough it's prolonged you know hours at home it's cold so I had this idea of like god it would be amazing just use the algorithms to find some other mums in the area who both like just got a newborn and then that kind of lived with me and I did what we all do when we have an idea which is nothing and carried on and went back to my day job and we started working on what became Bumble so that became a focus along with you know running Badoo and so that kind of was the world that I was in and I suppose what I could see and what I was learning from all of that was how possible it is to start something and the importance of being brave and just doing it. And it was, Finn was two and a half before I took the plunge and thought, right, I'm, I'm going to do this. Wow. I mean, there's no, as you know, there's no good time to start a business. And sometimes you just got to do it. You just got to take the plunge. What was that defining moment for you? Was it like, I just can't stop thinking about it? Or what was it for you? Yeah, it's, it's a great question. You know, I think the defining moment was probably another kind of having a drink with one of my girlfriends and kind of talking about the idea again and she was like you know you really just need to go and do that because we talk about this a lot and it's kind of boring <laughs> your friend's like I just don't want to hear it anymore you just need to do it can you, can you just go do that because actually like I've got other stuff that I want to like discuss <laughs> so I, th I think there was probably an element of that I probably also was at a point in my career where I felt like if I didn't do it at that point I might never leave I might just carry on. I loved my job. It was nothing to do with that. I just felt like that was an opportunity. And I think the final part actually was back in 2017 when we launched, 
we weren't talking about motherhood like we are today, right? Things were very, very different. Branding was different. Tone of voice was different. The way we spoke about womanhood was different. I really felt like there was a really important, pivotal, like societal change and mood in terms of how we were starting to talk about things. And I was like, I want to be at the front of that. I don't want to feel like I'm following that. I've got some stuff to say on that. And I think I can build a brand that does too. Um, So I think it was probably a perfect storm of all of those things. Yeah, I do love kind of where social media has kind of taken a turn. Obviously, we we still have a long ways to go, but I feel like there's a little bit more transparency around kind of what actually goes on. I think about Ashley Graham a lot because she just like kind of shows it all and like how postpartum looked like for her and like having seeing those and seeing people that other people look up to they almost feel like, oh, okay, they were brave enough to share this. I should be brave enough to share this as well. But of course, like in a in a way where they feel comfortable. So I do see that kind of being a bit more of on the cusp of things versus like a few years ago, it was just like the shiny things that people were showing. I mean, even if you think about your Instagram feed of motherhood and what that looked like, versus what you knew was really happening, right? Yeah. It was very different. And you're right, now there are examples. And, and I think that there is a medium to be like, to find both. I also think that social media has done a great thing in terms of highlighting issues. You know, we can talk about issues to do with childcare and how, you know, there is a responsibility on governments to help more and how we need solutions to childcare when women are expected to contribute to the economy in a way that was never factored in when we had no childcare solutions, you know, a hundred years ago. So if we're now at that point, then we need solutions. And I do think that social media is helping us talk about those issues more openly than um, we perhaps did. So I, I definitely see that you can almost anticipate the next kind of mood that's coming. Even with Peanut, I feel like we have a social barometer of of what matters to women. And we can almost see as it's going to kind of spill out mainstream, we kind of know what's coming and we know where the issues are. Yeah. And I also love that with Peanut because there are so many different types of moms, right? There are as you kind of mentioned before, there are women that are going through IVF that have gone through like failed pregnancies, miscarriages, single moms, divorced moms, you name it. There's a million different kind of subtypes within motherhood that I probably, I'm not even thinking of half of them, right? So have you been able to see like little groups develop through peanut that were just like specifically for that specific, whether it be genre or whatever they're going through? Yeah, I think for me, that's probably been one of the most exciting things. Women who felt that they didn't have a place, perhaps. Voices that perhaps felt like they didn't get the mic or were scared to take the mic, aren't scared on Peanut. So whether that is because it's moms from the queer community, whether that is moms or women who are particularly religious, whether it is just because you have a hobby or an interest that is, you know, specific to whether you're a gaming mom, like we have a gamer mom group, which is so cool. So whatever it is, I think it's about making sure that women who felt marginalized don't feel marginalized and they feel safe, but also they can find each other. 
And that to me is, is thrilling. I mean, I love that. I mean, just what we've been going through alone these past few months within the Asian community, I feel like I was kind of in search for other women that had preschool age group of Asian descent kids, which is pretty specific because I was curious as far as how they're speaking to their kids about the current situation because my six, almost seven-year-old understands, but I was like, I'm not quite sure how I should be talking to her about this. So this is actually the perfect type of conversation to be having on Peanut, I feel like. It's exactly that. And we see it happen even last year at the kind of most peak part of the riots and what was kind of evolving with Black Lives Matter as a movement, the conversations that were happening on Peanut were very, in in some places, challenging. Women who weren't within the community trying to understand, how should I do better? Can you help me do better? Women who were in the Black community saying, you know what, I'm not your educator. But I appreciate that you're willing and and asking. And let me share some things with you. So there was a lot of that. And and it wasn't without challenge. And and that's one thing I want to stress. Like having a platform that's built on trust and safety and kindness doesn't mean you have to all agree. Of course, you don't agree. But it's about being able to safely disagree and and have kind of boundaries in place, which mean that 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 discussion is is helpful and progressive rather than turning into something negative. So yes, you're absolutely right. I I can only imagine how many conversations around kind of what is happening around Asian hate crime and how to communicate with your children who are kind of outside that community and within is prevalent on peanut. And- so Michelle, we're coming towards the end of our episode, which I'm so sad about because I feel like I could talk to you forever. We're going to have to meet up at some point, by the way, once COVID is all, all done. <laughs> the US let me back in. I am there. I'm like desperately wanting to get on to a plane to Europe because I used to go to Europe like once a month and I haven't been for over a year and a half now. So <laughs> same yeah. but in reverse. I spend <laughs> Once a month in the US. This is the longest I've not been in the US. I feel like I really miss your Cobb salads. We don't get salads here. No one understands what I'm talking about. But anyway. Michelle and I had an incredible chat, but had to deal with some technical difficulties at the end, which our conversation did cut out towards the end. And I'm so sad because it was so, so good. I do hope you guys enjoyed our chat. I personally would just love to have her back on the show because she is a wealth of knowledge. Her stories are hilarious and so inspiring. Thank you so much, Michelle, for jumping onto the podcast and doing what you do and inspiring so many and just paving the way for women, mothers especially. And for those of you that are looking for a community, a safe place to ask questions and get the support that you really need, I highly suggest you to download Peanut. I will leave it in the description box below. I downloaded it and it's been an incredible tool for me and really inspiring just to see the amount of women that are gathering together and asking the questions without feeling judged. And it's a safe place for women and mothers. So thank you all for listening. And I hope that you guys have a great rest of the week and I will see you guys soon.
I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you liked it, please take a second to rate, review, and subscribe. It really is the best way to support the show. Also, if you want to see more of us, head over to our Instagram and follow us there at Bumo Parent. And to learn more about Bumo Brain Virtual School, follow us at Bumo Brain or head over to bumobrain.com. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll see you guys next week.